This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's January 26th and it's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Descott. In today's episode, we're going to be going over the Blues' big win over the Avalanche to give them a two-game winning streak going into the All-Star break. Nice to see. A lot of people were impressed with that win over the Senators. I wasn't. I thought they played good, but they didn't play great in my mind. They played against a team that's one of the worst teams in the league and is about ready to do a big fire sale and get rid of a bunch of players and possibly even Eric Carlson. So we're going to have to see what happens with them. We know Magnus Parvey, the former Blue, that they put on waivers to activate Jaden Schwartz. There's a reason why they took Magnus Parvey, and it's not because he's a great hockey player. Jaden Schwartz had a big game, played 18 minutes, looked pretty good, was fast to the puck. We didn't really look like a guy that had missed a lot of hockey, so that bodes well for the Blues. We're going to talk about those things and much more in this podcast, but first let's very quickly over the highlights of the Blues avalanche game. In this game, I thought the Blues played very well. They brought out their A game. They controlled most of the game besides a few times through the second period and third period when the avalanche really poured it on and tried to get back in this game. The Blues, however, got the first two goals of the game, one in the first from Stasny, one in the second from the NHL All-Star player Braden Shin to give the Blues a 2-0 lead. Got through, right pass saved by Bernier. Not a bad play there to put it on goal. And now Bergman in front, Petrangelo, Sharina, they score! Stasny, the former half, makes it 1-0. Well, Stasny scores against the team that drafted him, and that power play was zipping that puck around. Excellent work all the way around. Patrick Berglin spinning on a dime in the corner, playing it back to Petrangelo. Petrangelo has had four good scoring chances in this game. That was the howitzer. As soon as Petrangelo moved in from the point, Berglund saw him, and that closes the gap right there. It doesn't make it an 80-foot shot. It makes it a 40-foot shot. He's working back to Dunn. Quickly across for Tarasenko, and then Dunn unloads it, and that was off a body. I don't think it got on goal. And now Shen in front. He scores! Shen, a power play goal, and the Blues take a 2-0 lead. This power play looks like what a power play should look like. Excellent pass there by Tarasenko to Dunn, and it's a shoot-first mentality, and it backs everybody off. And then the way in which Shen brings it off the boards, this is an area that he scored 17 power play goals last year. Two power play goals for the Blues to start the scoring off in the game. Really nice to see. It's a it's a nice thing to see. Hell, it's a nice thing to see the Blues get one power play goal in a game. The first one, of course, was from Paul Stasny. That was his 11th goal of the year. Petrangelo got an assist his 26th. Berglund got an assist his 4th. 15-53 of the first, one to nothing Blues. Come back strong in the second period. For the first part of the second period, I thought the Blues really outplayed Colorado. Second part of the period was a different story. Braden Shin gets that second goal, his 21st of the season, heading into the All-Star break. Steen gets his 20th assist. Dunn, the great young defenseman, 
gets his seventh assist, power play goal, 11 minutes, 28 seconds into the second. The Blues are up 2 to nothing. As I stated, the Blues dominated up to that point. After that, Colorado really started playing well. They would test Carter Hutton. He would make one big save, but later on in the second period, Alexander Kerfoot would give the Avalanche a goal and put them back in this game at 2-1 late in the second. Turnover. At the line, kept in by Gerard. And now Rantanen in front, in the goal crease. And the Avs get it in a shot and a save by Hutton. And Rantanen found that puck. And I don't know how, how Hutton tracked it, but he made a big save. And the Avs are buzzing. That is a timely save right there. The momentum has gone towards the Avs' way right here, working their tails off. McKinnon, McKinnon on his knees, falling backwards, plays that over to Rand. But it got blocked. And it is lifted up in the air, but held in the point. Shot, knocked down, rebound, score! Alexander Kerfoot with the goal. He has just scored his 12th of the season, and the Avalanche have cut the lead in half with a little less than three minutes to go in the second period. And when you're... Mike, this is so much better of a goal than it looks. It looks like he's just banging away. But you got to, Mike, you got to hit the puck. Just a great job. And, Mike, congratulations to Lindholm. His first NHL point. Carter Hutton did his best to stop Colorado from scoring, but it's only a matter of time. Like I said, this team's been playing hot. They've been scoring a lot of goals recently, four goals, five goals. They even scored seven goals in one game this month. So they've been a hot team, but I'm not going to fault Carter Hutton on that. That's going to be a hard save for him to make. There was a lot of effort. Kerfoot in front of the net just kept after it and put it in. That would be Kerfoot's 12th goal of the year. Jost gets his seventh assist. Lindholm gets his first assist, 17.09 of the second period, 2-1. to one. Colorado went into the third period with that score. I thought both teams played well in the third. Colorado put a lot of pressure on Carter Hutton but it didn't come to fruition. They did their best. They tried to pull uh, Bernier at the end of the game, but he had to get back in the net because they were coming down the ice on a 2 and one against him, and it would pay off for the Blues to make the final score 3-1 to one on this great goal from Alexander Steen. Almost broke up the middle. Now they pull the goalie. Empty net here. Now he goes back in in a two-on-one. Sabotka to Steen. Trips. He scores! And it's 3-1. What a hockey game this has been. Great entertainment. And Jonathan Bernier was trying to get to the bench. The Avalanche had it in the offensive zone. The Blues pick it off. The goalie's got to come back. And he's going to go out of the net. That was a very strange play to see. Bernier started going out. Got about, I'd say, 10 to 20 feet out of his net. Comes skating back in. The Blues get the breakaway. Beautiful pass from Sabotka to Steen. Steen gets his 10th goal of the year, Sabotka 15th assist. Petrangelo gets his 27th assist. That goal was 18 minutes and 40 seconds into the third. The Blues win 3-1. Let's go ahead and go into the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Blues are out. Shot 37-34. The Blues won more faceoffs than the Avalanche, 59% to 41%. Big, big stat here. The Blues were 2-for-3 on the power play. Colorado was 0 for 2 penalty minutes, 6 for Colorado, 4 for the Blues. Colorado was a little more physical with 33 hits to the Blues, 25. Blocks, Colorado had 18, the Blues had 14. 
Colorado had five giveaways and the Blues had four. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Alex Dean that scored that beautiful, strange third goal. Done. Man, this youngster is just having a great year. And, of course, Coach Mike on this second win in a row, a big win over a good team heading into the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter when they come. We're, I thought uh, today we had a really strong push in the first. I think we took our foot off the gas a little bit in the second period, um, which I know we'll discuss after this break when we come back. But um, all around, I thought we played a solid game. And again, our goaltending's so good. Alex, it seemed, were you guys really relentless, though, just throughout the game on the forecheck tonight. You seem like when you got it in the I offensive zone, you gave them some issues there. Yeah, I think especially early on, we were extremely hungry on the forecheck and, and turned a lot of pucks over. I think second period, the reason why they get a little bit of life is because we take our foot off that gas a little bit and we give them a little bit of space to, to pick up passes and, and get their head up and move it. And um, I think that's what we liked the most out of the first period was just how uh, aggressive and quick we got on them. I know you played them earlier in the year, but they've kind of gone on a roll lately. Yeah. Just how much better are they than they were last year? Uh, I mean, it, the league, especially our division, there's every team's good. They'll have off nights every once in a while, but I mean, every time we've played these guys, it's always a tough game. And we know, you know, these guys, many Winnipeg, Nashville, Chicago, uh, you know, they're, they're battles. They played good. I thought, uh, you know, in the first we controlled the play, but, um, you know, I think we got a little bit of a way from our game in the second there, played a little bit too east-west and, you know, kind of let them build some momentum for the third. So I think, you know, they're a good team and every team we're going to play is a good team. So it's just kind of sticking with it all the way to the very end. Vince, I asked you about the power play a couple days ago and it seems to have some life now. Why is that? Um, I don't know if it's a certain thing. I think just both units are simplifying. We're not trying to make passes that aren't there, force plays. So I think it's just kind of simplifying, um, you know, passing the puck where it needs to be and getting more pucks than it. What did it mean to get uh, Steen the same question, just getting Schwartz back? Could you just tell the difference, just the trickle-down effect of how it affected you guys throughout the lineup? Yeah, we missed him. And, you know, from the power play all the way to 5-on-5, to five five, you know, he's a great player. Um, he's a big part of our team. So obviously it's nice to have him back. And, you know, I think guys stepped up too when he was gone, but at the same time, you know, having him back just brings our team to another level. This is this division being what it looks like it's going to be all year. Yeah. You have to even have a little bit more intensity every single night, especially division game. For sure, every game matters. Um, you know, you look at the standings; they're all close compared to the others, uh, other divisions. So I think it's just taking every game seriously. Whether you're playing a top team or, or a bottom team, you know, you can't take any team lightly. And um, you know, I think tonight we came we came in with a good attitude. And, uh, battled all the way to the end. What can you say about the play of Carter Hutton? He just uh, continues to, to, to stand up for you guys. So. Yeah, he's been great. Both goalies have been great all year, and that makes it really easy on us. You know, Obviously, we're trying to limit the shots and the chances that we're giving up, but um, having those two guys back there, it's, it's another brick wall to come through. So, um, you know, they're playing great, and um, they're a big part of our success. Really liked uh, the start to our game uh, tonight. I thought that. Uh, uh, there was a, a good investment in the game itself as far as, you know, trying to send a message that it's going to be a hard night. Um, you know, I, I think that we do have a lot of respect for, for the team that we were playing tonight as far as their skill level and, and their ability to create offense. And we saw a number of occasions tonight how they can get it going. Um, they're a dangerous team. But, um, I, again, I think that our start was a real big factor in the game. Carter, 
this making it tough for you to take him out of the line? Well, he played great again. Um, so obviously he's got confidence right now. We all know what confidence can do for a player. And uh, and so he, he was real solid. I, certainly tonight was, uh, I know he didn't let in any of the other night um, and let in one tonight. But to me, uh, this game was better even than the other night. I thought he was real solid. Good, you know, like it's it, kind of what you would expect. He comes out in the first period, he's already getting scoring chances, he's already creating. Um, I thought that as the game wore on a little bit, he started to look a little bit more tired, which is completely understandable. Uh, but he'll get that back quickly. He's in good shape, um, but there's another level you have to get to when you get into the game and you start competing and battling. That's a different story. Our fifth play with crisp and focused tonight. What, what, was, what was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we made a couple changes, and uh, and I don't think that having uh, Schwartzy back uh, hurt us in that regard as well. Uh, but uh, but certainly, I thought both units looked real sharp, um, and uh, and so that's you know we 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 approach these five games in between the bye week and this All Star game uh, as a five game segment, and uh, and obviously getting four wins is is. We're real, real pleased with that. Um, part of that also was the power play, and and uh, that power play percentage uh, through those five games is going to be pretty decent for us as well. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep building off that. Mike, after the game Saturday, you see it's two games. Do you feel like? Building. Yeah, we, we got to keep getting better. That's that's the thing for me. I think that, uh, that again, we did a lot of really good things tonight, uh, like the engagement from all our players here tonight. Uh, but uh, but I felt like there were some times where we weren't disciplined enough with the puck or direct enough with the puck, uh, whether it's passing up shots or some turnovers um, that just feed, uh, feed the game of a team like that. Uh, but all in all, still a pretty solid game. As I said earlier, a big win for the Blues. They needed it. They needed some confidence going into the All-Star break, coming out. I'm expecting them to play very, very well. I think they needed this rest. They've played a lot of games in this first part of the season, more than this Blues team normally does. Normally, the Blues play more games in the second half of the season, but this year it was different. I thought Steen played well. I thought Sabotka had his best game in a long time. And you guys all know, I'm not a big Vladdy Sabotka fan. But when he plays well, I give the guy credit. He had one of his best games of the year, was flying all over the place. But people can't expect that every game from him. He was hitting. He was physical. He's a small guy. You can't play that way every single game. But when he can play that way, man, he is just awesome. Plus some great passes from him to set up some great opportunities. Carter Hutton had another big game. I'm thinking the Blues most likely will probably start Jake Allen in goal on Tuesday. Hell, I may be wrong. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. They could go ahead and go with Carter Hutton since he's hot. I could fully understand that. But I'm sincerely hoping they give Jake some time back in the net to building back up, to getting back into getting used to playing on a regular basis, whether it's as a number two or a number one. The Blues need him to play well either way. I thought this was a good a coach game by Mike Yo. I think he had a great plan going into the game. He did make some adjustments when Colorado started putting pressure on. I noticed it lasted for a few minutes, but then the Blues adjusted, started to get the puck out of their own end a lot quicker. So that was very nice to see. Magnus Payarvi was picked up by the Ottawa Senators. Now, there are people in Ottawa that have written articles that this is a great move. Former 10th pick overall in the 2009 draft, 
I feel sorry for Ottawa because this wasn't a pick because of Magnus Pearvi's strengths. Nothing against Magnus Pearvi. I do wish him the best. I I don't think he really tanked it here in St. Louis. I just don't think he's as good as advertised as he was coming into the, into the draft in 2009. I think he was overhyped. He was compared to Alex Mogilny and Mike Gartner, and he's not even a quarter of them. So he's been a bust. Maybe he can do something. Maybe he can find somewhere he can go and score 15 goals a year. I, I wish him the best. I'm just glad the Blues are no longer putting him in their lineup because that means it's a weak link when he's in there. Ottawa fans, I think what this means for you is the owner wanted a warm body there. So when you start making some trades, in other words, Mike Hoffman, possibly Eric Carlson, a few other guys, you're going to have a guy that can play. At least he can be out there and do something. If he works out good for you and gets three, four goals, five goals the rest of the year, I'm happy for the Senators. I'm happy for Magnus Pearvi. Like I said, I wish him the best. I just don't think he's ever going to be that player that a lot of people in the NHL front offices thought in the 2009 draft. The NHL All-Star Game, of course, is this weekend. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I don't like it. If you guys have listened to my show before, I think you'll know my opinion on it, but I'll just go into it very quickly. I'm going to be very quick. I'm not going to waste a lot of your time. The All-Star Game was meant, you know, not to be taken seriously. It's to showcase the NHL. It's to showcase the talent, to showcase the players. I fully understand that. But I hate this three-on-three crap. Imagine you're a fan who somebody says, hey, John, let's just say that's your name. I've got tickets to the NHL All-Star Game. Have you ever seen hockey? No. You go to the NHL All-Star Game, you watch hockey. Like, man, this is exciting. These guys are moving around a lot. It scores 10 to 8. Man, this is fun. I'm going to have to go more. So he goes to his first game in Tampa. Game's 2 to 1. And he's looking, God, there's a lot of people on the ice here. There's five people on the ice and a goalie. Uh, What happened to the three on the ice? I know people are going to say, well, that just... That's for the fans so they can score a lot of goals. Hey, that's that's great. But if you're going to have an exhibition, have five players out there on the ice, like the real games are, let fans see five guys together. Two all-star defensemen, two great forwards, and a center. L- let's see that. You don't see the NFL with the Pro Bowl, which has got a higher rating TV-wise than the NHL All-Star Game. And of course, it's the NFL. I'm not comparing the two. But... You don't see the NFL going to some stupid gimmick and putting a running back, a quarterback, three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, two wide receivers, uh, two cornerbacks, and a safety. You don't see them do that. They have a full complement of players out there. You don't see Major League Baseball go to two outfielders, two infielders, a catcher, and a pitcher to, to rev up offense. I think it's stupid, and I hope sometime they change it. I really do. I know the ratings were pretty high last year, the highest they've been since 2004. I believe at the highest part, 2.5 million watched it, but average was 2.2. That's great. So I'm, I'm glad that they were able to get a, bi- a, a bigger audience by putting it on more platforms for people to watch as opposed to in the past, just one platform. So that is great for that. I'm happy to see that. But please, you know, go back to five people, please, two defensemen and three forwards. If you agree with me, hit me up at Twitter at official the drop. If you disagree with me, hit me up at Twitter at official the drop. Let me know what you think. I want to know what all of you guys out there think about the NHL all-star game. 
Also, let me know who you think is going to take control after the All-Star game. What team that's out of the playoff run right now is going to come into the playoff run and what teams are going to fall down at the second half of the season? Let me know your predictions. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Drop Podcast. If you like the All-Star game, I do hope you enjoy it. I do like the skills competition, but anyway, have a great rest of your week, a great weekend. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.